everybody, welcome to the export. I'm Raven X, and alongside me, as always, is Biggie, aka Ethan Tate, aka somebody who I am sure is just as excited for free agency as I am. How you doing today, Ethan? I'm good, man. I'm kind of sad. I just saw we let go of Roger Saffold, but you know. Yeah, it's gonna be very yeah. interesting. Yeah, you can't get everything that you want. Yeah, especially because, I mean, Ben Jones, your center is gone. Well, he's a free agent. Then you release Sappho. So your interior line is going to be going through a workshop. But that's one of the beautiful things about free agency because it allows you to make up in places that you lack. And so that's what we're going to be doing. Now, last year, if you guys listened to the free agency show, you see that we did things a bit different. Instead of just going through a list of free agents and picking where we think they're gonna go, we're gonna do it in a bit of a draft format. And rather than starting at the top with the um, Jacksonville Jaguars who have the number one overall pick, we're actually gonna flip the board and we're gonna start with the Detroit Lions who got their pick from the Los Angeles Rams who are, of course, Super Bowl champions. So, but before we get to Jeff, to any of that, please sure to check out the xreport.net, I repeat, the xreport.net for exclusive sports content written by yours truly and fellow export writers. Previous episodes for our lovely podcast and our YouTube channel entitled The X Report. So as I mentioned, Ethan, we are going to start off with the Detroit Lions holding the first overall pick in this free agency draft. Now, mind you, I tried to... Uh, I didn't include any players who are franchise tag because they're not available for this year. So, uh, Detroit Lions on the clock. Which is the free agent they're taking first overall? Um, I think they're going to actually take Roger Saffold. And the reason being is Detroit need all the help that they can get. And one of the big things is I know that they drafted um, a good lineman last year in the draft. But you can never go wrong with fortifying your line. So I think they're going to take my guy. Okay, that's a that would be a shocking pick. I'm going Von Miller. I mean, we know that Dan Campbell coming in, he had a very intense mentality. He wanted, quote unquote, his team to night the knee bite the kneecaps off of teams. And Von Miller is one of those guys, despite being a bit older, we saw that in his uh, especially this recent playoff run with the Rams that he can still go at full throttle. And just imagine having that type of presence on this uh, Detroit Lions pass rush, especially going against so many pass happy teams in their comp, I mean the vision. I mean it makes a lot of sense. All right, moving on to the second overall pick, the Cincinnati Bengals. This wasn't hard at all. This is easily an offensive lineman. I think the best offensive lineman available is offensive tackle Teron Armstead. Get Joe Burrow some protection. I'm in the grand with Teron Armstead. All right, so moving on to the third overall pick, the Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got? Hmm, this is difficult because they have some pieces that are um, – they might go fortified, in my opinion. But I actually think they might try to pull the trigger on Bobby Wagner. That would be a great one. I mean, hey, Bobby Wagner is a free agent. And in real life, I would love for Baltimore to have him. But in this round, I'm going to have them going on the defensive side of the ball, but I'm going to go a different position. I'm going to say cornerback J.C. Jackson. In my opinion, I think that Jackson is truthfully a terrific talent. I mean, I know we talk about interceptions a lot, and we kind of um, – not to say overvalue them because they're important, but then we kind of forget about the other nuances of what makes a corner a good corner. And something that makes JC so good is he's also great in coverage. He does not make many mistakes on the back end. Something that you really can't say the same about Xavier Howard or even Trayvon Diggs. So I think that he'd be a great fit in Kansas City. 
Moving on to the fourth overall pick, the Miami Dolphins by way of the San Francisco 49ers. This is where I see wide receiver Allen Robinson going. I know that this past year was a bit of a disappointment, but before that, I mean, he had been a perpetual 1,000-yard receiver, even with bad quarterback play. I know that Jalen Waddle had a tremendous rookie year, and they're hoping to build off that, but they need somebody else to be alongside him, and I think that uh, Allen Robinson fits that bill. I'm also in agreement with Allen Robinson. I think, like you stated, they have Jalen Waddle. But one of the things I think can further help them in their decision to see if Stewart is their quarterback over the future is to actually get him more weapons. And I think Allen Robinson is a guy that you can bring in and he'll um, he'll be a boost to that offensive group. I feel you on that. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers, who, I mean, they got quarterbacks, so don't have to worry about that. Normally, I would try to get them a weapon, but honestly, they don't seem to care about doing it, so neither do I. I'm going to go linebacker Bobby Wagner. Devondre Campbell played terrific for them, and while the, um, he is still available at this period, I don't think there's – I don't think you can really bypass getting a star player like Bobby Wagner. Okay. All right, Green Bay Packers, who you got? Oh, for the Packers, this is where I have them taking – actually, I'm have them taking safety Marcus Williams. I think that they have good cornerback play. They have good edge rushers in the Smith Bros. They have a good interior lineman in Kenny um, Kenny Smith. Not Kenny Smith. Kenny cool. Clark, I'm sorry. Um, but I think one of the things that they're lacking is just another playmaker in the back half of their secondary. So I can see them taking the swing at Marcus. I think that'd be a great swing, especially playing him with Adrian Amos and then Darnell Savage. I think that'd be solid. Um, all right, moving on to number six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who you got? I actually have them um, not necessarily making a big move, but just re-signing Carlton Davis. We all have talked about how bad their secondary has been. And he isn't a world beater at corner, but he's a guy that I feel like they would need to have in their toe just to make a move and potentially still being a contending team. I'm with you on the position. However, I feel like there are better corners out there than um, than Davis at this spot. And one of those guys is who was in their division last season, but Stephon Gilmore. I think that Stephon Gilmore still has a lot of good years of football ahead of him. And I think that because of his resume and his age, you still be able to probably get him a little bit cheaper than Davis, who was a bit younger. So I would go uh, Stephon Gilmore here. All right, moving on to your Tennessee Titans at seven. Originally, before when I made my initial picks, it was before they lost their interior lineman. And so even though I could still go that route, I think that linebacker is a position that has to be looked at. And I'm going to say De Devondre Campbell. He really re helped reignite his career in Green Bay last season. And I think that with his ability and the help that you guys need in that middle of your defense, I think that he'll be a really stout player. Oh, uh, for me, I think this is where we actually are going to go O-line, and I'm going to say center Ryan Jensen. We just lost our um, we just lost our starting center in Ben Jones, who's been a great who's been a great at, um, part of our team for a while. Um, I think why not bring in another capable offensive lineman? I feel you on that. All right, moving on to the Buffalo Bills here at number nine. Hmm, for me, the Buffalo Bills, this is where I have, honestly, I'm going to say Odell. And the reason I say that is because, yes, I know that he isn't going to be able to play for the majority of the season given his injury, but I could, I could definitely see him being a guy that 
if he comes back healthy towards the latter half of the year, we are, we both know that the Bills are going to be in the playoff um, run, barring anything outrageous happening. So why not bring in some more firepower towards the latter half of the year just to um, increase your Super Bowl chances? I feel you on that. For the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to go with uh, cornerback Carlton Davis. Uh, we know that Tredavious White is one of the better cornerbacks in the league, but this upcoming season he's going to be coming off a torn ACL. While their uh, secondary still played fairly well when he was out of commission, it's always great to have depth at the position. And I think that Carlton Davis could be a really good number two for them in Buffalo. All right, moving on to, to number nine. I'm sorry, they're the actual number nine. The Dallas Cowboys. This is where I see safety Tyron Matthew coming off of the board. I think that we saw a lot of growth with the um, Cowboys defense this past year in getting Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, getting 11 picks. That's all great and dandy, but their safety play left much to be desired. Uh, Tyron Matthew is a game changer. We saw how, how big of an impact he had on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and I think that he could do something similar with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm also in agreement with you with Tyron Matthew. I think that every other portion of their um, defense, they've had, they have playmakers. You could say that Trayvon Diggs is in the top corner, but he was the guy that made plays. But one of the things that they didn't have was a guy that's in the safety slot that can make plays. So I got the Honey Badger going to Dallas as well. All right, moving on to number 10, the Arizona Cardinals. Who you got? The Arizona Cardinals, this is hard. Because a part of me wants to say they re-signed Chandler Jones, but a part of me highly doubts that that would happen. Um, and I also know that they have this big um, Kyler Murray fiasco going on. So with that being said, I'm going to say this is where they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. And the reason, And the reason I say this is because we don't know what the Kyler Murray situation is going to look like. At the, um, at the start of this year like it's a lot of bad blood and a lot of tension between those two parties and who's to say Ty, um, Kyler Murray isn't the type of guy that might try to sit out for the remainder of the season till he gets that extension so if that's the case why not bring in Teddy Two Gloves to be a starting QB I feel you on that. I'm going to stick on the offensive side of the ball, and this may not be a new contract, but this could, should make Kyler Murray happy. This is where I see Odell Beckham go. As we mentioned, I mean, we don't know exactly when Odell's timetable is, but we saw when he was with the Rams that he is still a tremendous player in that Super Bowl, was looking like he was in line for Super Bowl MVP with his performance. And I think that you pair him up with the receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that's scary for defenses regardless of who it is, especially looking at the tenor of these secondaries in the NFC West. This will be the perfect time to strike. So I think that Odell will be a great signing here. Uh, moving on to the Las Vegas Raiders at 11. I'm going with another uh, wide receiver. This is where I see Michael Gallup coming. Um, another guy coming off a torn ACL, but we saw in Dallas he was very productive and consistent. And I think that when you're looking at the receiving core for the Las Vegas Raiders outside of a guy like uh, Hunter Renfro, you don't have that same consistency. So I think that he will be a nice pickup here. Um, for the Raiders, I have them making maybe a splash play and trying to bring in Chandler Jones to pair with Matt, um, Mad Max. I think that Mad Max has shown that he's been a, a decent to dominant pass rusher. And in that division now, especially with the fact that you have Russell Wilson in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, you're going to need 
guys that can get to the quarterback to make plays in that division. So why not swing for the fences for a premier pass rusher? I hear you on that. Uh, speaking of that premier pass rusher, that kind of goes into who I'm going with with the 12th overall pick with the New England Patriots. I see they go with that. They bring that old thing back, and they bring back Chandler Jones. He was incredibly productive for them. He was even more productive in um, Arizona. And I think that while Matt Judon had a very good year this past year, it never hurts to have too many pass rushers, especially going up against high-powered offenses like the Buffalo Bills. So I think Chandler Jones would be the pick there for uh, New England. What about you? Uh, for me, New England, I'm going to say bringing in wide receiver Christian Kirk. We know that he he isn't necessarily a number one option at wide receiver, but he's a guy that when you call his number, he's shown that he can make plays. And I think that you need more guys that are capable of making plays on the outside for Matt, uh, Matt Jones. So why not bring in young Mr. Kirk? All right, number 13, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where are you going? Ooh, it's tough. This is tough. This is tough. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Um, while quarterback is definitely in play here, I think that they're going to be more likely to try to go for uh, a more established veteran or go rookie. So, with that being said, I see they hope out their offensive line and bring in offensive guard Brandon Sheriff. We saw this past season their offensive line was abysmal. It made it hard for Big Ben to get time to throw. made it hard for Najee Harris at times to even make plays. They were still able to do it, but still, it never hurts to have more protection up front. Yeah. Um, for me, this is where I'm going. I'm actually in agreement. After I looked at the remaining free agents um, that's available, I think that's the move that they'll make. And if they're, let's say they're, they're thinking about drafting Malik Willis, what's their pick as their quarterback of the future? then why not go ahead and give him a safety blanket of improving the offensive line in his first year as an NFL quarterback. Feel you on that. All right, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles, one of their neck for one of their three first round picks. Who you got them going? I got them going with Cordell Patterson. I think one of the things that the Eagles need is they need most they need guys that can make plays on the offensive side of the football. They have Kenny Gainwell, they have Boston Scott, they have Miles Sanders. Like, they have some good running backs, but they don't really have guys that can make plays on the outside. And I know that Cordell Patterson is a jack-of-all-trades type of guy, but I think that that, that type of team paired with Jalen Hurts, that might be the type of offense that you need, is you need guys that can make plays in multiple positions. I hear you on that. For me, this is where I see safety Marcus Williams going. Um, kind of a similar situation to the Dallas Cowboys. Darius Slay is great. We know that Fletcher Cox is still a dog. But that safety position has been a problem for them for a long time. I think that Marcus Williams is one of those young, up-and-coming safeties who could be a really good fit for them and what they're trying to accomplish. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to the 15th overall pick, the New Orleans Saints. This is where I see quarterback Jameis Winston going. When Jameis was healthy, he played pretty solid for the Saints. And right now, I don't think that there are much better options at the position for them. So I think that they rather stick with the devil they know rather than the devil they don't. Yeah, I'm in agreement with Jameis. I think, like you stated, they're familiar with him. And he, he was showing to be a productive player when he was um, actually on the field. All right, moving on. Next, the Los Angeles Chargers. Let me know if you want me to go. Yeah, you can go. 
All right, this is where I see defensive end Hassan Reddick going. Um, he proved that last season, well, the season before last, I'm sorry, with the Arizona Cardinals was not a fluke where he had a double-digit sack year, followed it up by another really good year with the Carolina Panthers. And let's be honest, Joey Bosa is a great player, but he needs more help along that line to get pressure. Hassan Reddick could definitely provide that for him. Oh, uh, this is where I see outside linebacker Anthony Barr going. He's a guy that can produce as a pass rusher, and he's just an all-around productive linebacker, period, and I think that he could be a great presence in that locker room. All right, next up, the Philadelphia Eagles are back on the clock. Who you got them getting? I have them getting um, safety Justin Reed, like you stated. They have key pieces in the um, um, on all levels of their defense outside of their safety positions, and I think that Justin Reed can step in. This is where I see wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster going. I know he didn't play much of this past season just due to injury, but, I mean, Juju is Juju. is Juju. He may not be a solidified number one wide receiver, but he can still make plays for you and need be a big slot receiver, which is something that I think the Eagles have lacked for a while. I think that that would be a really solid uh, pickup for him. All right, Eagles are back on the clock um, courtesy of a pick from the – Miami Dolphins, and then this is where I see defensive end Emmanuel Ogba going. As I mentioned, I gave a lot of credit to their wide receiver, I mean their defensive end group, but even still, it doesn't hurt to get younger and to get better. The past couple of years, Emmanuel Ogba has really helped to reinvite himself um, with the Miami Dolphins, and he could do the same thing with Philly. Uh, this is where I see tight end OJ Howard going. I know that they have, they still have Dallas Goddard, and he was a good piece for them. But I think one of the things that I've noticed with Philly is they love to utilize their tight ends. So why not add some depth and some um, some more versatility to their position? I hear you on that. All right, next up, my Baltimore Ravens, who you got them going with? This was hard because I initially was going to say Chandler Jones. And I think that they still will go for somebody that's on the outside of the edge rusher. But this is where I'm going to go, Emmanuel Ogba, for everything that you stated earlier. And I think he's a guy that can step in. He can he can fit in well with their defense. And he isn't a – one of the things that he isn't compared to Chandler Jones is he isn't a big name that has a big ego attached to his, um, to his resume. He's still kind of up and coming. I feel you on that. All right, moving on to a division rival. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say my pick. Um, I'm going center Ryan Jensen. It's looking like Bradley Bozeman is probably going to command too much money, hence he's going to be leaving, which sucks. But we get to bring back our old center, uh, Ryan Jensen, who was very productive with us in his first few years of his career in Baltimore. I'd be excited to bring him back. I think you could get him back for a reasonable price tag, so I would go with that. All right, moving on to a division rival, the Cleveland Browns. Now, I see them poaching from Baltimore and getting defensive lineman Calais Campbell. I mean, he's 6'7", well over 300 pounds. He is a mountain of a man and a mountain of a run stopper, which is something that is clear that the um, Cleveland Browns are trying to get better at and to do, trying to get a big dog in the middle, and he's definitely the biggest dog in the yard. I'm actually in agreement with you with Calais Campbell for everything that you stated. And Calais Campbell is just one of those guys that could bring a winning culture to the Browns organization. Um, I think they'll play big dividends because the Browns, they're a team that everybody has pegged as a winner these past coming years. 
but they haven't produced. And I think if you bring in a guy like Calais Campbell, they'll actually be able to produce those wins. Feel you on that. All right, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings. What direction do they go in? Hmm. This is why I think they're bringing in Hassan already. I think they they might they might be losing some pass rush, and they might also just want to keep up and add more pass rush with the fact that they have to deal with Aaron Rodgers for yet another four years, and Justin Fields is looking like he might progress in his second year from what all everything that I've heard. So why not bring in the capable pass rushers to um, see it help with their defensive side of the ball? That would be nice, especially if they're able to find a way to keep Daniil Hunter. That would be very entertaining. This is where I see safety Marcus May coming in. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but the Vikings definitely have nice name brand players on their squad. Um, Harrison Smith is still one of the top safeties in the league. But Xavier Woods was fine but was not exactly the best guy beside him. I think Marcus May could be a great upgrade for him, especially because he's going to be playing on a team that is playing for much more than the Jets. And I think that that will really help him to really kind of progress his career. Uh, so, yeah, I would go Marcus May. Moving on to number 22, the Washington Commanders. I guess they got their quarterback, so let's get him a weapon. This is why I see wide receiver Christian Kirk going. As we you mentioned earlier, he's a speedy option. I mean, a big play guy, and I think that they need more big play guys there. We're well aware of what Terry McLaurin is. He's great, but you need to get some other help on the outside, and uh, Christian Kirk could provide that. Um, this is where I see wide receiver Michael Gallup going. For everything that we stated, like we understand that. Um, you have some great receivers in Terry McLaurin and um, what's his name? Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuels. But you need for for a team that has, in my opinion, weapons everywhere else. You might need a third wide receiver. So why not bring in a guy that can this in the division that can have some um, some added juice when you play against the Cowboys? Why not bring him in to the boat? I feel you on that. All right, let's go ahead and move on to. The uh, New York Jets by way of the Seattle Seahawks. What way do you see them going? I actually see them bringing back Marcus May. I think that he's a guy that, granted, he doesn't play for much when he plays for the Jets. He's been a guy that's produced for them for years to come. And I think that one of the things that they might need to realize is that, hey, let's keep some of the – excuse me. Let's keep some of the guys that actually may play for us and – not let them go off to another team. That would make a lot of sense. Um, this is where I see tight end Rob Gronkowski going. Now, after this uh, draft pick, he may decide to retire. But realistically, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that, you know, Gronk is in still a viable option. Even if Tom Brady is not going to be his quarterback, I think that with this offense for the uh, Jets, they really need to find some stars and play people who can make – plays on a consistent level, and Gronk is definitely one of the best playmakers in the league thus far, so I would go with the Gronk direction. All right, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks, who in the main show, you heard us talk about the Russell Wilson trade, but they're back in the first round, um, and here, this is where I see them taking offensive tackle Trent Brown. Dwayne Brown is going to be a free agent, so they're definitely going to be looking for a way to help keep whoever their next quarterback protected. Trip Brown is a very good right tackle. Definitely will provide an upgrade on the right side of their line and be able to give them some much-needed protection. I'm in agreement with you with Trent Brown. I think that one of the things that they might realize in the Russell Wilson trade in Yasko, when you have a good quarterback, 
Let's try to keep him. Let's try to keep him protected and safe with a better O line. No way, in no way, form or fashion, am I saying. Maybe it's actually evaluate him. actually put him behind a a decent O line and see what he's actually capable of. Yep, I got you on that. All right, let's go ahead and move on to number twenty five, the Atlanta Falcons. Where do they go? Ooh, ATL. That's great. They need everything, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Atlanta is the type of team, and I hate to say this. I can see them making a swing for Jadavian Clowney, thinking it's going to be a big splash pick, and it ends up biting them in the back. So I'm going to say Jadavian. And for them, I say Cordell Patterson. I mean, Cordell Patterson, a former first-round pick, he was utilized the best this past season in Atlanta, and I think that with so much other BS going on with the team, I mean, you got to keep the players who make plays for you, and no player made more plays for them than Cordell Patterson. For me, I think that's the easy way to go. But all right, let's go ahead and move on to the number 26, the New York Giants from the Chicago Bears. This is where I see offensive guard James Daniels going. It's safe to say that the Giants are not happy with the current state of their uh, offensive line. And even if they are going to ride it out with Daniel Jones or whoever, you have to make sure that you have somebody to help protect him. James Daniels was solid in Chicago and definitely has more room to grow. But at this point in the draft, I mean, you can't do much worse. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, I think this is where they'll go Eric Fisher. It took him, it took him a while to get at a productive state, but I think he's a guy that they can bring in and maybe help out the outline. All right, moving on. Next up, the new, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Where do you see them going? <laughs> and if you want me to go, I got you. I actually see them, and the reason I'm saying this is because I see them trading Christian McCaffrey. Mm. But I see them making a move at either Giants, Connor, or Leonard for Nick. I can see running back could definitely play a role. I mean, either way. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was cool, but I mean, if you can get another veteran running back in there, that would make a lot of sense as well. Uh, for me, this is where I would go with offensive tackle Joe Noteboom. He played very well for the Rams um, in uh, sorry in a replacement capacity. He definitely played a lot more when Andrew Whitworth was was not healthy, but on the field, I mean, he played a really good role. And I'm sure if they had the cap space, they'd like to bring him back, but they just don't have it. Uh, the Carolina Panthers' offensive lines, particularly at the bookends, has been a struggle for the past several years, so getting a guy like Boone could definitely be an upgrade. All right, once again, the New York Giants are on the clock, and this is where I see cornerback Rasul Douglas going. This past season with the Green Bay Packers, he was great, and I think that with so much change possibly coming, if they actually do get rid of James Bradbury or if they just want to bring in some new blood to that cornerback group, I think Rasul Douglas could provide a nice boost for him. Uh, this is where I see cornerback Casey Hayward going. Um, I Granted, I think his best years have been associated with Defensive coordinator just Gus Bradley, but I think that they'll give him a look at uh, in New York. All right, speaking of New York, the other New York team is on the clock. The New York Jets. Where do you see them going? I think this is where they'll look to see to sign Derek Barnett. I think they need some. They might need some pass rush help, and he could be a guy that they could get at a decent price tag. 
All right, we only got a few more picks left for me for the Jets. This is where I see cornerback DJ Reed going this past season in Seattle. He showed a lot of promise, and I think that because of that, they're going to be willing to take a chance on him. They need a, a productive player on that book, and as you mentioned, at corner, and I think that Reed could definitely be a guy for that. All right, moving on to number 30, the Houston Texans, another team that you could really say just about any position, but I'm going to show some love to one of your guys, defensive tackle Akeem Hicks. When you look at the running backs in uh, the AFC South, I think you could argue it's probably the strongest in the league. You got to deal with Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor. Um, James Robinson is also very good. And then you have to also have to deal with the potential of Travis Etienne. It's a lot of things you got to worry about. And so because of that, why not go ahead and get one of the best run stoppers and one of the best available defensive tackles available? Yeah, um, I'm also going to tackle, but I'm going with Sheldon Richardson. I think that he can provide a lot of things that um, that a King Hicks can provide, but he's also – He's younger, and he's just showing that he has the ability to be on the field long more. All right. Detroit Lions are back on the clock. Had the first overall pick in this draft. Back in. Where do you see them going? <laughs> I'm going to see them. I see them going at the cornerback, Patrick Peterson, your guy. My guy. But do I want him to be a Lion? Well, you know what? That's cool. I think he'd be fun with Dan Campbell. Um, I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. I'm going to go wide receiver Russell Gage. Russell Gage had some moments where he looked like possibly a really quality wide receiver too, maybe even wide receiver one in some instances. Amon Ross St. Brown really set himself apart this past rookie season, and I'm excited to see how he grows. But you always got to have another offensive weapon, and I think that Russell Gage could be that guy. But all right, final pick of the free agency mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I see them bringing back wide receiver DJ Shark. Unfortunately, Shark um, got hurt this past season, missed most of it, but when he played, it seemed like he was getting a real chemistry developed with Trevor Lawrence. I think that bringing him back in the fold and being healthy, I think that it could be a nice pairing for both sides. I'm actually in agreement with bringing back DJ Shark. If it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I feel you on that. All right, that is our free agency mock draft. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to let us know who you want your favorite team to target in free agency. Now, Ethan, in a perfect world, I know that cap space is a factor and all so many other things, but if you could guarantee your Titans signing any free agent, who would you want them to bring in? Uh, <laughs> let me take a look here. For me, it's tough because there's quite a few ways I'd want to go. But you know what? I've been lately. I've really been on the Honey Badger bandwagon. I want the Honey Badger back in the purple. It may not be purple and gold, but the purple and black would look real good. I want I want Tyron Matthew to be a Raven. I'm actually gonna say Chandler Jones. That'd be great. I mean, y'all just resigned Harold Landry. Bud Dupree is you know there. That'd be nice. That would be nice. But thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.